I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada, within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Are we ready? Hoorah. This is 5 in 7. Uh, welcome to it, everybody. We haven't played this game in a while. No, we have not, and I miss it. Uh, very simple. Hello, Dammit Morning. Hi. <laughs> it's never normal, huh? <laughs> no. No. It's so easy to just be normal. <laughs> very simple. We will... Uh, Ask Maury to name five things. He has seven seconds to name those five things. Feel free to play along at home okay. or in the car, wherever you are. Damn it, Maury, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. uh, Mocha will be the official judge and timekeeper. Mocha, are you ready? Yep. Maury, name five fictional islands. Oh, um, Gilligan's Island. Fictional means fake, right? <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Okay. So would have given you, yes, Gilligan's Island, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, Fantasy Island, uh, Skull Island from King Kong. Would have given yeah. you Neverland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had my question. Which is? Fake or real? Yes. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> if it was real, like Barbados. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maury. What about Love Island? Just, Maury. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maury. Good one, good one. Maury. Name five real islands. Okay. Barbados, um, Dominican, Turks and Caicos. Caicos? <laughs> yep, <Loser>. Turks and Cakes. <laughs> okay. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Maury, real or fake, name five islands. Get Gilligan's. Um, <laughs> I want to say Mexico. <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> Why didn't you just name five that you already said? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. This is going exactly how I thought it was going to go. Right this, just and if you're listening right now thinking this is a disaster, no, this is the game working perfectly. Okay. okay. Uh, Maury, mm-hmm. name five Madonna albums. Okay. Um, bedtime Stories, Ray of Light, um, e, um, uh, MDMA, and you call yourself a Madonna fan? Oh. oh man! I knew it! I knew it! Oh. I knew it! Fan, oh. huh? Oh, music. Uh, like a prayer, ray of light, Madonna confessions on the dance floor, erotica, bedtime stories, music. like a virgin, true blue music. Uh, I'm breathless, hard candy, American life, candy. Uh, MDNA, and Madamax. 
Mad Max, and oh, I love that one. Yeah, no, you don't. Liar. <laughs> 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 uh, damn it, Maury. Hmm. Name five double-digit numbers in French. Oh. Excuse me. Set sweet, 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 sweet. What? Do toi cat sanksy set wheat nuf dies? Yeah, you got that one already. Set wheat nuf dies tweet teet. Dies tweet teet. Do toi cat sanksy set wheat nuf dies tweet teet. No. You want to try again? It's going to sound the same. Do toi cat sanksy dies. Um, we tweet tweet. <laughs> Loser. Okay, next. Okay, next. <laughs> Maury. Maury. Aside from eating, name five things you do with your mouth. Oh, kiss, um, breathe, talk, um, lick. Um. <laughs> okay, that's four. You did get four. I will say that. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, whistle was one of them I would have given you. You can whistle. Oh, lie. Right. <laughs> uh, can yeah, we can do one more. Damn it, Mori, are you ready? Yeah. Name five planets Pluto, Jupiter, Earth. Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, Earth, Saturn. Oh, Uranus. <laughs> Unfortunately, you did not get that in time. Ah, that's how you play five and seven. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know nobody's getting a haircut, right? Oh, yeah, I know. But is, is anybody trimming down? Like, have you been trimming down at all? I, like, body hair? Yeah. Nope. No, huh? I, I look disgusting. I right? noticed last week I saw the hair on the back of your neck. So I was going to say, yeah. the only thing I did the other day yeah. over the weekend was I trimmed up the hair on the back and on the sides. Did you it was do that unruly. or did you have Jenna do that? No, I did it. You did it. That's did a dangerous it I did move. Shave in the back of your neck like I know, that. and Jenna, she was, like, a little disappointed because she wanted to do it. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, babe, like... I'll take care of that. It looked kind of disgusting. Our, our uh, hairstylist texted Matthew saying that if we wanted to go to the salon, he was going to have some, like, you know, close clients come by and he'll, on the hush-hush, do some haircuts. <laughs> You're such a snitch. <laughs> like, what is the matter with you? Wow. You're yeah. such a snitch. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? We didn't do it, though. Obviously, because your hair's a mess today. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point out we didn't go. So why? So were you considering it? Are you considering it or no? No, because like you know, just for safety and everything yeah, like that. That's a tough like thing, just, man. When you show yeah. up with a haircut, right? But I'm wondering if people are trimming down. Like, are we doing anything below the neck? Is anybody doing anything below the neck? Oh, I did I below haven't. the neck. Did you? Yeah, like way below the neck. Yeah, because summer's like we're getting into we're getting into the weather where you know, people may be seeing things. Yeah. Why? Well, right? I, I I charge the trimmer. Yeah. Oh, you did. Huh? Yeah, I it's did. all ready to go. Because yeah, after I did my Good neck, I was you. like, you know what? In about a week or so, because the weather's getting nice. Yes, I know. Right? How much do you have to do? I got to do my shoulders and the back of do my you use, neck. And do you use the else. razor or do you use Nair? I don't use Nair. You can't. No. No. Let me tell you something about being uh, in a in a relationship more. 
No, no, let, let me, shush, Mocha, let me listen. I need to hear these things. Okay, uh, your partner doesn't want to walk in the house and smell nair on you all day and in the bathroom See? and everything. That's it's where not, you're wrong. It's not, no, it's disgusting. It's not good. It's not good. No, I just, uh, I use a razor. Yeah. Like I'm the max of my shoulders, I guess, uh -huh. right? Where, but I, but my, my, I'm losing flexibility the older I get. Uh -huh. So I'm starting to be able to reach less places, uh, right? So I have a back scratcher that I was thinking about fixing the razor onto the end of the back no, scratcher. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I saw online. <laughs> yes, right? sir, I was. And I'm sure you can get this on Amazon. Yeah. I saw online for a gentleman in your situation. Which is what? <laughs> Old people that can't reach their back. Which is, it's a, a contraption, right? It, looks a, it just looks like a, like a hockey stick, right? Yeah. yeah. That's adjustable right. in length. A hockey stick? Right? No, 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 but on the end of the stick yeah. is where you put your razor. Right. So it's just a, a long-ass handle oh. that you can... And in the in the picture yeah. that I saw online, the gentleman looked very happy that he was able to reach all the way back there on his back. See, I was almost at the point of where I was just going to tape a razor to the wall and just go up and rub, rub up against it. <laughs> that's desperate. That's so desperate. You know what I mean? And just do squats. <laughs> do, do squats up and down. Oh, no wait, take, you'd cut yourself. you yeah, cut yourself for sure. <laughs> no, I would take two razors and I would have one facing that's up and one so facing down stupid. beside each other and I would you. just walk up like a bear and just like... <laughs> <laughs> and just squat up and yeah. down with my back you, against the wall you, you and mission accomplished. No, no come on. No, 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 that's how you do it. That's, that's how you Desperate do it. times. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, are we going to celebrate Talk Like Yoda Day? Is it officially Talk Like Yoda Day? Says who? I assume that if it's on the internet and no, it comes up, no, no, no. then it's real. I need to figure, I because I sometimes think well, that you today. just put stuff Ooh. in there. Because today is the anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. So I guess people have piggybacked Talk Like Yoda Day on there. Oh. Empire Strikes Back. Mocha, quickly, what year did it come out? I, I, I 1979. No. 1980. 1980. Yes, 1980. 1980. 1980. 40 oh. years. Ooh. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. 40 years ago I was. <laughs> you were what? Yeah, you were what? There on, on the... the Big we, screen I was. Just, I have to confirm that this is actually a thing. You can continue, Maury. Talk. Do or do not. There is like no try. Ooh. Yoda Day. If I find, I need to find one reputable thing that says it's talk like Yoda Day. Um, still looking. You got any more lines? Uh, com says it's uh, Talk Like Yoda That sounds today. legit. Here we go. Ooh, um, fear is the path to the dark side. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always say ooh? Because I heard it once. Oh, ooh. Me heard it once, I did. See, that sounds like Jar Jar to me. Yeah. No, Jar Jar blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar, he does blink. Everybody blinks, right? Yeah, Jar Jar blinks. Go Isn't ahead. he more like, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Isn't he the no, big... No, sound like Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <laughs> Sesame Street. The now, big... I th see, I heard Shaggy. Or Scoob, uh, Yeah, a little bit. No, Scoob is more like, Swink. No, that's Shaggy. No, Shaggy's more like, Go get the car, Scoob. Scoob doesn't say Zoink. What? Wait, which one goes... Are you drunk right now? No. Oh, look at... <laughs> A little bit, right? right? It really does, yeah. 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 Everything okay at home? Yeah, no. no. 
<laughs> Which one goes, go get the car? I was thinking about this the other day. Maury could have had coronavirus this whole time and Matthew still wouldn't have caught it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Has he been within eight feet of you in the past four months? Um, oh, only to um, say... Y- only when he yelled out, can you get me my towel? Oh. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, you've got the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? I am awesome. It's Patrick calling, by the way, but uh, I was listening to the little yoga segment that Maury was doing, um, and I wanted to let you guys know that I think he does a very good shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and I was kind of hoping to hear more and maybe some other uh, some other impressions he has in his back pocket. Oh, sorry. This whole time, I thought you said when Maury was doing his yoga segment. That's what and it I sounded was like, like to me. And I was like, when did that happen, man? <laughs> also, ooh. <laughs> so when he was talking like Yoda, because apparently today is talk like Yoda day, right? Right. And Maury's Yoda impression is terrible. But you say that he sounds more like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Well, I, it may be because they both kind of sound like nervous prepubescent teens asking someone out to prom, but... <laughs> oh, damn. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. All right, so, Maury, so do you remember, Maury, what uh, Shaggy sounds like? Zoink! Yeah, I do! Okay. And I guess this is relevant because that new Scoob movie just came out, right? I, I, before did you guys this, watch it? No, Roxy did. Yeah. yeah. Did she like it? Yeah, I think, but to her it was a whole new thing because I was just going to say, before this, I think that we would have had to explain who Shaggy and Scooby-Doo were because I don't think kids today know so what they Shaggy all know. and Scooby-Doo are. But because of this new movie, I think maybe they do. Yeah. Um, Zoink, I'm glad she loved it. I didn't say she loved it. I said she watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what else do you know, Mark? Well, Morgan Freeman. No, no, I mean for Shaggy. Zoink, (laughs) is that Morgan Freeman? (laughs) Well, yes, it is. I loved the new Scoob movie. Zoink, and I love Shawshank. Well, there you go. Does that that give you everything you needed, man? Uh, Yeah, I I definitely appreciate that. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for calling. I'm so disappointed right now. I know, I know. Thanks, brother. No worries. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I wasn't even really aware that the that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was back and sort of like a different format too. It's just, is it is it all celebrity edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Jimmy Kimmel hosts oh, it? it? Oh. And I guess that when the celebrities come on, they're allowed to bring on somebody who they know who is smart to help them. Okay. I don't know, it's weird. But last night on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Dr. Phil was on. Oh, okay. And this was the $32,000 question. So here's uh, Jimmy asking the question. You have all your lifelines. Your next question is for $32,000. Believe it or not, 27 U.S. states lie at least partially north of Canada's southernmost point, which is in what province? Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Quebec. How's your geography, Dr. Phil? Terrible. Well, I think Nova Scotia is pretty north. I think it's pretty far up north. Quebec has got to be north of Ontario, right? You do have lifelines you can use. My gut tells me Quebec, but... I mean, do we take that gamble or do we use a 50-50? 
Ooh. So do you know what the read answer the, is? Read the question again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So believe it or not, yeah. this is the whole thing. 27 U.S. states lie at least partially north of Canada's southernmost point, which is in which province. So what he's saying is that there are 27 states in the U.S., the northern, yes. the northern U.S. That all border Canada. Okay. Maybe. That lie more north than what Canada's southernmost point is. Meaning Canada is always perceived as being all of it north of America. But there is a southernmost point of Canada, which lies in this province. That southernmost point is actually further south than 27 U.S. states. Oh, it's Ontario. It has to be Ontario. Okay, so here's what uh, Dr. Phil did. (laughs) All right, I'm going to use 50-50. You want to use a lifeline? No, but I'm going to. All right. Computer, please take away two of the incorrect answers. Well, that was helpful, right? Yeah. So what were the two answers that they okay, took away? Okay, so they took away, uh, I believe, um, what were they here? Uh, Saskatchewan and Quebec. Because remember, he was debating whether yeah. it was Quebec or not, right? No, it's Ontario, for sure. It has a yes, of course it's Ontario. So here we go. I think we should do Ontario. What do you think? I agree. C, final answer, Ontario. Oh, no. And that was so... Yeah, it's Ontario. Yeah, of course it's Ontario. Yeah, where Toronto is. Kim Thank you, Jimmy. Feel stupid for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but is that like crazy trick. though? Isn't that crazy? I don't think that actually a lot of people know that. That I think that they may know that if there's a few spots in the U.S. Uh-huh. that are far that are more north than the most southern part of Canada, but I don't think that they realize it's 27 states. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, guys, I'm coming right. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Uh, so you wrote us this, Razamoka Fix My Life. I'm an actor and was doing pretty well before this whole COVID crisis. I'm also a new father and my son's mother has a normal nine to five. I'm always busy doing things to try to further my career, but it leaves her alone a lot of the time. And uh, I know she's stressed out, but I'm also trying to build myself in the entertainment industry. How can I go about giving 100% to my career and also doing my best to help out and be a good dad? I can imagine yeah. that, especially during this <laughs> time, uh, it's tough for you to even get work. Yeah, so, um, you know, the industry has been closed now for... Uh, my last audition was in March, so about two months now. Uh, voiceover stuff's been going still, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I was doing pretty well. I booked a pilot before this all happened, and then, you know, just trying to run, run around, audition, and get stuff going. And it's been tough because, you know, um, he is 10 months old. So before, it was a lot of late nights and crying all the time and whatnot. But now it's getting better, but it's still... I'm kind of on the go all the time, and she's home. Your question was, how can I go about giving 100% to my career and also doing my best to help out and be a good dad? The answer to that is you can't, mm. right? That's just a simple answer. You, you, you can't go all in on two things simultaneously. You can't be a great parent and also you know, work 60 hours a week. You could, mm-hmm. be, a, you could be a good parent. You know, but you're not going to be that. You're not going to be that great parent that you maybe think you know is there all the time for all the things. You are going to miss things, and you know you're either going to miss things with your kid or you're going to miss things at work. Uh, but I think that the great thing with all of this is that it's not forever. 
right? Like when kids are really little, when they need, you know, you, you can't do anything with them, right? Yeah. They're, they're at home. Uh, somebody has to go all in with the kid and both parents can go all in with the kid, but, but somebody has to go all in with the kid. And if somebody else is going to go all in with work, you can't, you both can't do both. And I think that that's just the reality of parenting. And, you know, let's just say, you know, you're at the beginning of this, right? Let's say that you actually, if this starts to work for you. Let's say that you do book a pilot. Let's say that you book a show and it shoots in Croatia for four months. That'd be great one, but what do you do with your family? It's tough because so I booked a show in uh, it was Montreal there for two weeks and I took them with me the first week and second week they came back to Toronto by themselves. I would assume that I'd kind of do the same thing. Maybe yeah. take them half the time and if it's possible because her job is kind of straightforward. But what do you do when the kid's 10 and she's in grade four or he's in grade four? And that is tough. Right? What are the conversations <laughs> that you're having at home with your, you said your son's mother. Is it your wife or your girlfriend? Girlfriend. Okay, so what are the conversations that you're having at home with your girlfriend about this? She's pretty good with it. Even though I know that it's, very hard on her sometimes that uh -huh. she just doesn't let me know that all the time and sometimes i can see it on her face i can see it here in her voice that she's just fed up you know with me going outside all the time and i'm gone on this and there and here and going to do like classes and reading and whatnot so we kind of talk about it and she's okay so she's going back to work in two months so i said hey a babysitter's got to be used her because <laughs> I mean, make use of our family around here, babysitters. And she is more of, why am I always trying to pawn off my kid on other people? I'm like, I'm not. I just know that we have to have help. Yeah, this is these are tough conversations, man, uh -huh. because you said that you know you want to build your career, you want to go 100% on that, but you also want to be a great dad. Um and again, yeah. this goes back to, you know, leaving your kid with a with a stranger for 12 hours a day is not being a great dad. It may be necessary, it may be something mm -hmm. that most people wind up having to do to just make ends meet and pay the mortgage or the rent or buy groceries mm -hmm. or whatever it is, like there's no shame in that. But if you're asking how do you be great at both things, the answer is you cannot. So the conversation that you guys have to have, I think anyway, is that if you are going to have this arrangement where you're going to do, you know, where you're going to act and you're going to audition and you're going to go to readings and you're going to do all this stuff, that can happen. But the, the, the only thing that has to happen before that is every single person in your household needs to be on board with that. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, otherwise resentment is going to, resentment's going to kick in and it may be fine for a year, but what happens if you don't book anything for another year and a half? One of the things you had said is that your girl says that it's okay, that you are dedicating part of your life to acting and maybe not at home as much as she would like, but you said that you can see it in her face or you can hear it in her voice, right? Yeah. That to me is a sign that she's not all that okay with your decision right now. She may be down the road, but to me it sounds like she needs you to, to, to be at home, to be helping out a little bit more, maybe if it's even just to give her a break. Yeah, she said that exact thing to me before, that she does at least like some, you know, some help sometimes when she wants to be alone, just take him and just know that, listen, don't ask, just take him, please. It's just sometimes, you know, the timing doesn't add up right. So when I when she's having those moments, I am could be very busy and I can't really get to take him. Very busy doing what? Uh, for example, one time I had to do a help a friend with audition piece and they helped me on one so I felt, you know, obligated to return the favor. And 
it kind of ran in time with her needing the break. Yeah, so but Chris, 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 I'm going to stop yeah. you right there. Nothing is more important than looking after your son. Doing a favor to help out a friend is not more important than being there to take your son from his mother so she can get a break. Yeah. What you're doing right now is you seem like you're sort of, you're doing your thing and you're only stepping in when your girl is at her absolute wit's end and just can't take it anymore. And then you sort of jump in to be dad. That's the absolute wrong way to go about this. Every single moment that you guys are together as a family should be this dynamic of where everybody is on the same page. You shouldn't be in the house, but not present. Yeah, and then in five, right, and then in five years, when the kids start school, you start back up again. You give it, you give the acting thing a hundred percent. That's true. That's wow. You know, you can still do it, man. Like you can still do it. You just yeah. can't. You, you just can't pretend like you don't. You don't have responsibilities. Otherwise, well, otherwise, yeah, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, yeah. otherwise, why are you working so hard? What are you working for? You're you, at this point. You're only doing it for yourself. Then, which guess what? You can't do that anymore. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> talking some real truth. In your note to us, you said, uh, how can I go about giving 100% to my career, but also doing my best to help out and be a good dad? You have to give 100% to being a good dad. That's the answer. All right. Well, thanks, guys. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, I wanted to get your opinion on this. The jacket? I love it. No, it's the same jacket I wear every day, dingbat. Oh. Come on. Well, I love it every day. Don't, don't troll me like that. I still love it today. <laughs> Why you got to troll me like that? I'm trying to find... Um, I just had it here and I lost it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that game. <laughs> Hold on here. It was Drake. Drake put out his top five. Ooh, here we go. Um, Drake's top five rappers of all time. Let me, oh. let me find out when he actually sent this. I don't know what it was. Started trending this morning. That's when I saw it. Could be okay. old though. Uh, who do you think is Drake's top five rappers of all time? I think Drake is going to put on there uh, Jay-Z. I think he's going to put Eminem. I think Drake would also put Nas. Okay. I think Drake would put, I want to say Biggie, but I don't know if Drake would put Biggie on his list. Definitely Eminem, definitely Jay-Z, definitely Nas. Okay. Who else would put, oh, Drake would put Tupac, because I know he likes Tupac. Mm-hmm. And number five, he would, I wonder if he would put Can Snoop. you guys find out when he posted this for me, please? Would he say Snoop? He'd have to pick somebody else from the West Coast, I think. You think so? Am I right on no. any of them? Um, barely. Really? Yeah. Who ba- you put? Barely. Are they all like old school rappers or new? Like anybody new? Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, what's that? Yesterday. Middle of the road. Yesterday? yesterday? Yeah. yeah, so this is what Drake posted yesterday. So Drake's top five. Okay. And, you, and you hit on something interesting. You hit on something interesting, which is where would Drake put Biggie? Now, he just listed them. Okay. But so like he didn't number them like one, two, three, four, five, but he did put them in order. So you can assume it's an order or you can say they're just randomly thrown together. Okay. So this is Drake's top five. Biggie. Yep. Jay-Z. 
Yep. That's Hove, right? Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dad. Uh, Lil Wayne. Oh, Lil Wayne. I forgot about Wheezy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, young Tony. Young Tony? Yeah. Okay. I don't know who that is. And Andre 3000. Ooh, admirable. Yeah. Andre 3000 from Outcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No Eminem. So, I thought, no no Eminem. He's a huge fan of Eminem. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So what are your thoughts on that? Who's Young Tony? Now, is well, who's, it, that? who's that? He's a Toronto rapper, uh, commonly known as OVO Hush. OVO Hush? Yes. Okay. Who's OVO Hush? <laughs> young <laughs> no, Tony. No, and I, know, and I don't mean to diss Young Tony. I just never heard of the man. Right? So maybe that was just a push for the young guy, right? Sticking him up there with the greats like that? I think it's interesting. Yeah? Yeah. So who's your top five then? Oh, Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, uh... <sighs> Don't Jay-Z, ask me this Jay-Z, question. Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, you got two more. I know. And I, you know, I have this this conversation with myself. All the time. Lot, yeah, fair enough. A lot. Yeah, fair enough. A lot. Uh, Eminem is on my list. Yeah, that's four. <sighs> Who's got that fifth? It's tough, huh? Yeah, number five always gets me because yeah. I, I change. Number five changes for me all the time. Who's in the who's okay? Number so five who's for me. Who's in the could, race? Like who's in the race for five? Oh, number five. So Black Dog yeah. from the Roots. Yeah. Uh, Common. Yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, Raekwon from Wu Tang. Yeah. Sometimes Ghostface from Wu Tang. Yeah. Like my number five changes really, all the time. Huh? But yeah. your your number four is pretty much a lock though. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. I like that he put Andre three thousand. I never th- would have thought that he would have put Andre three thousand. Great but, lyricist. But, but now I when agree. I see that, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Quarantales Part Four. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, David Morey spent his long weekend making random phone calls across the country. Cold calling people. Now, do you have a list that you write numbers down on or you just make them up in your head and just start them? You just make them right up in your head. Okay. And the way Quarantales works is David Morey will uh, give the first line in this story and then the person on the other line will have to say... Continue the story. Yeah. And then once he gets it from them, then he calls somebody else to continue and calls somebody else to continue and calls somebody else to continue. Hello? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. This is Maury from the Rosin Mocha Show. And guess what? What? You are going to start off Chapter 4 on Rosin Mocha's Corin Tales. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. So how this works is I randomly call people and everybody's going to add lines to this amazing story that we're all going to create. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Opening the book, paper sound effects. <laughs> Their parrot <laughs> truffle saw everything. Um, but no one knew that a parrot would be the only witness <gasps> to their secret. Ah! I'll never tell. I'll never tell. The bird said, but what he saw was a lie that would affect so many. The parrot's owner had always been such an upstanding citizen before. But now that the parrot had seen its owner steal something so valuable and rare, there was no going back. Hello? Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Corin Tales. You're the next person to add to our story. I think you had the wrong number. Uh. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> this is Maury from the Roz and Mocha Show, and uh, you're the lucky caller because you're the next person for Roz and Mocha's <laughs> Corin Tales. 
Okay, okay, let's do it. Why not? Let's okay, do it. Okay. <laughs> um, am I an accomplice now? <laughs> the carrot lamented as he reflected upon the mess they made. He would do anything for him. He was sure of it now. Carrot remembered his owner's wife specifically showing him those shiny new bottles and said, this shampoo and conditioner is from the salon and it is very expensive. Do not use it. But sure enough, there his owner was, lathering up a storm with this pricey salon-grade shampoo and conditioner that was just too good for his scalp. This will not end well for him. Hello, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Corin Tales. I'm just, I'm just shopping right now. Who is this? This is Maury from the Roz and Mocha Show. Okay, dude, I'm shopping right now. I don't have time. Can you take me off your list? Um, Okay, so little did the husband know, um, his wife already swapped the bottles, and he was actually lathering with Nair hair removal. (gasps) As the husband was lathering, he noticed his beautiful thick hair was falling out. Oh my God, what have you done? All I wanted was big, beautiful hair. That's where I keep all my secrets, and now it's falling out. Hello. Uh, hey, um, yeah. this is going to be weird. You called me the other day about your story. Oh, Corin Tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, it was really funny. And can I add to your story? <laughs> you want to add? Oh, okay. This, I wasn't prepared for the. Yeah, if you want to add to the story, absolutely. That's, Plot twist. Okay. <laughs> All right. As punishment for the next two months of quarantine, the wife would force him to dress up like Mr. Clean, complete with earring and tight white <laughs> jeans when he had to go out for the weekly grocery run. As he was about to head out again, truffled the parrot, looked at the husband, and squawked, I'll always tell. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. There you go, Quarantale Chapter 4. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jeremy Lin was doing a, a, a Zoom sort of podcast. Um, excuse me. What? Please refer him by his rightful name. Which is what? Jeremy Lin. NBA champion oh, Jeremy Lin. Sake. Okay, so NBA champ Jeremy Lin. Thank you. Uh, was talking about his time in 2015, that disastrous year for the Lakers. Uh, a story about Kobe Bryant coming to practice the day before the trade deadline. Listen to this. I remember at this time he had gotten hurt and he was out for the season, and, and so he wasn't around for uh, for quite some time, just rehabbing and being away from the team and stuff. And then all of a sudden, after like, you know, we hadn't seen him in like a few weeks and all of a sudden he walks in the gym and this is the day before the, the trade deadline. And uh, we're all about to start practice. We're on the baseline, we're stretching, doing our dynamic warm up or whatever. And then he comes in, sweatsuits, he has a sling around his, you know, uh, for his for his hurt shoulder. And um, he has he has his shades on, his Kobe shades. And he walks in and everyone's like, oh, and Boo's, uh, Carlos Boozer's like, go, like, Good to see you, bro. Like, hey, like we haven't seen you in a bit. How come? How come you came today? And uh, and he <laughs> and he was just uh, stone faced. And he was like, I just uh, just came by to say bye to some of you bums who are gonna get traded tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> 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 so he sits down. He sits down at the table with the, with the you know, where you control the scoreboard uh, at the practice facility, and he said a couple words to the coach. 
and then he left. And and then uh, I remember one of my teammates was just like, I lost all motivation to practice. <laughs> oh no! So, so Kobe yeah. walked in before trade deadline and say, "I just want to say bye to some of you bums that are going to get traded tomorrow." But here's the best part. Here's the best part of that story. They didn't trade anybody the next day. So they were, so they all, were all still there. They were all still there <laughs> <laughs> when Kobe came back the next time. <laughs> oh, that's I a great it. story from NBA yeah. champion Jeremy Lin. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. In Virginia, restaurants were allowed to open, and there's a restaurant out there that, in order to create social distancing, mm-hmm. what they've done was get a bunch of mannequins and put them in clothes and seat them at tables. So that when customers come in, you can still keep, like if you and I mm-hmm. are a couple and we go to a restaurant, right? we would be sitting at a booth, let's right. say, and then the booth next to us would be like a mannequin couple. And then the booth behind them might be real people couple. And then <laughs> there's another restaurant in South Carolina. You know, there's easier ways of doing that, right? Instead of, so this restaurant in South Carolina is doing the same thing, but they use blow-up dolls that they bought on Amazon. Excuse me. Blow-up dolls that they used on Amazon, or that they bought on Amazon. And they dress them up in clothes. They have masks on their faces, so they don't, (laughs) and wigs. Okay. Because what they didn't want to do was put like giant yellow tape, or they didn't want to tape off any of the restaurant booths and make it look less scary to people coming in. Less scary than sitting and eating fish and chips beside a blow-up doll? Here's what the owner of this one restaurant in South Carolina <laughs> called Open, Open Hearth had to say. They're very humorous. They have nice faces, and the ladies have pretty makeup on, and yeah. um, the wigs have, a reason. were a, gifts from different people. Okay, there's a reason the blow-up doll is pretty makeup on. <laughs> yeah. However, one customer in the restaurant had this to say. Thank you. <laughs> when talking about the blow-up dolls and how he felt about dining in an establishment that had blow-up dolls in it. I might even kiss one of those dolls for tonight's over. <laughs> I think you'll have to buy her a drink first. Uh, if she can drink it, I'll buy it. Wow. Wow. It's going too far. Okay. It's just gone. It's gone. What's gone? Everything has gone too far. <laughs> It is conscious way Yo, these are, Listen, though, they have to do what they have to do to, to, to make back the money that they've lost over these past oh how many weeks, God. right? Yeah. If they're allowed to be open, but they still have to maintain social distancing for the customers and for the staff as well, there's easier ways of doing it. Okay, I don't want to go to a restaurant and sit next to, not only sit next to a blow-up doll, but I don't want to go to a restaurant and sit next to a guy who just bought a, bought a blow-up doll a drink for the purposes of then making out with the blow-up doll in the restaurant. But it doesn't look like a blow-up doll, per se. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, welcome back. How's the long weekend? Good, man. I still haven't started watching the Jordan doc yet. <gasps> I'm going to, though, because it's all wrapped up now, right? Yeah, it's so now, finished. Yeah, now is when I'm going to... I just stay away from all social media yesterday because every single time I either went to Instagram or Twitter, yeah. there was something Jordan-related because I have not yet seen the last two episodes. Right. My routine, once it airs on Sunday and they release it on Monday on Netflix, is to wait till the end of the week and I watch on, on Friday night, make myself a drink, got my snacks. It's incredible what a documentary can do because you'd think that 
Jordan has sort of hit peak popularity when it comes to fans. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't know if fans are willing to go more than they already have for Jordan. But I'm reading this story here where an autographed pair of Air Jordans from 1985. Mm-hmm. That has to be 1985. That's yeah. not right. Does, is that right? 85? Sure. Yeah. Uh, sold for $560,000 on <gasps> Sunday. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so this documentary, if you don't think this documentary just like upped everything in Jordan's world. And there's a lot of people out there who don't even know Michael Jordan as a basketball player. Yeah. They know Michael Jordan as a brand. Yeah, as the shoe. Right? As the sneakers. Yeah. yeah I got his sneakers. Yeah. Isn't he just a sneaker guy? Yeah. Somebody paid $560,000. Smashing the world auction record for sneakers. Does it say which ones? It's uh, Air Jordan 1s. Oh, AJ AJ, is that what they call them? AJ ones? Yeah. Yeah. Is it what color? No, they didn't say what color. <laughs> what's the most expensive pair of shoes? What's like the, the most was that? Red and white. Red and white. Oh, Makes the sense. classics. The, the original. Yeah, the OGs. Oh, yeah, you gotta God. go for that. Huh? You know, I have a pair of Jordans, had yeah. a pair of AJ ones that were where did I buy it? I bought it like a Nike outlet sale in the States, I think. Right. And they were like a multicolored. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I had two that I got rid of, and I regret now. Oh man! So I what were they? What were they worth though? Oh, I paid like one thirty. No, no, like at, at a resale. If you were to go to like one of those shoe conventions, which I didn't even know existed until I met a kid oh, at a grocery yeah. store. Dude, they have a big one in at the, out here, the convention man. center. Yeah, yeah, I Huge. know. And they just they bring like their duffel bags full of like I think the last one. I, I don't of, even know rare shoes. I guess. Yeah, I think the last one that happened last year, a fight broke out because somebody sold somebody else allegedly yeah. fake. <gasps> I think Jordan fours or Jordan threes. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you got to be careful, Now, man. do they validate, or when you go to these shoe conventions, for, for anybody who doesn't know what this is, I met a kid at a grocery store way outside of the city. I was away for the weekend. Yeah. And I had said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, well, I'm going to take the, the train into Toronto to go to the whatever, whatever the hell this thing was called. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, uh, it's a shoe like convention. And I was like, what is a shoe convention? And he goes, well, you bring like runners with you, like your valuable shoes and you trade them or sell them or yeah. buy shoes. And I was like, how many people go to this thing? And he's like, thousands. Yeah, dude. It's right? incredible. Yeah. And he told me that the last one, he sold a pair of shoes for three grand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a legit thing, right? So the Jordan doc, if you already are thinking that all Jordan merchandise and those OG sort of Air Jordans were worth a lot before this doc, yeah. look at this. They were expecting $150,000. They got $560,000 for a pair of Air Jordans. And over I'll the tell you, every weekend, ever since this documentary came out, every weekend that a new pair of Jordans go on sale, yeah. like... Because I just shop, I buy everything on uh, the Foot Locker app or the website. Yeah. They sell out in like minutes because right. the, the bots are out there. They get them. They get every them right shoe, away. if they're in mint condition, like any shoe has a value? No, no, no. Because no. I got like a pair of mint silver rock ports. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. You should go online. <laughs> Never worn. Never. Never worn. Still in the box? Still in the box. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Still with the paper wrapped around them? Yes. Oh my god! I found a pair of shoes in my closet this weekend that uh -huh. I put on, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, these are the most comfortable shoes I've ever I've ever owned. I told Catherine, I'm like, get me more of these. I don't even know when I got them. Uh -huh. And then I went on uh, their website and they shut down. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
<laughs> it was wild on the roads <laughs> over the long weekend. OPP were busy. Ooh. And if you follow uh, OPP Highway Safety Division on Twitter, man, they put everybody out there. Yeah. Accident, speeding, Oof. impaired driving. Oof. Yo, they use first and last names, no. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were busy. Oof, it's tough. Uh, impaired driver stopped on the QEW at Centennial Parkway, speeding 171 and registered approximately two times the legal limit of alcohol. Oh. Followed by Lucien Mihalka, 39 years old, from Toronto, now charged with impaired driving. Another tweet reads, 167 in an 80 zone. Oh, God. Charged with street racing on such a beautiful day. What's the hurry? Now you have to think about your hashtag seven-day license suspension. Wow. And seven-day vehicle inbound. And these are all slow down and enjoy the ride. They're all young too, right? These people? Yeah, no, I hear you. 25-year-old driver stopped in heavy rain by OPP in Hamilton on the QEW. The driver advised they couldn't afford to lose their vehicle again as they were recently charged with stunt driving. (laughs) Hashtag arrive alive. Hashtag when will they learn? Oh, God. Exactly. Like, you're going to get caught. I saw a guy get caught yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, blew through a stop sign and a crosswalk <gasps> that was going. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, the cop was right there chasing him down the road. How do you not see a stop sign and a crosswalk? Though? Well, obviously he did. And just disregard. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It was wild. I like stopped and the woman was walking across the crosswalk with her dog and like did that and like had to pull the little dog oh, no. by, the, by the leash and the dog went about two feet in the air. In yeah, an instant, nuts. like your entire life could change. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do at that point. I'm like, do I honk the horn? And like, war-? like I was just, there was so much going on all in like the span of two seconds, but they yeah. got the guy. I'm sure he's on the list. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> First <laughs> and last name. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Uh, Sarah Paulson finally reacted to looking exactly like Adele. So Adele popped up around Christmas on Insta and she had lost a lot of weight. And a lot of people were like, that's not Adele, that's Sarah Paulson. Mm -hmm. And then so Sarah Paulson immediately started trending and then Adele sort of went away. And then she popped up again last week on Instagram looking like Sarah Paulson again. Yeah. And, every, and then Sarah Paulson started trending. And, and at one point, Sarah Paulson was trending higher than Adele. Yes, thank you. So many people were talking about <laughs> thank it. Thank you. So this is Sarah Paulson finally reacting. Uh, I was on Twitter and I just happened to be scrolling through and it said Sarah Paulson is trending. And I was like, wait, what? Did I die? What happened? And I just, you know, was scrolling through it and then I was like, oh, it's the Adele thing again. I mean, this has been going on for a while, this um, Sarah Paul, Adele looks like Sarah Paulson. Adele, looks, Sarah Paulson looks like Adele. Uh, listen, I'll take it. I mean, what I wish they were comparing was my talent to her talent and saying that mine was as great as hers, which quite honestly, they can't say because no one's talent is as great as hers, which is really irritating. But I'll take looking like her, man, she's a beauty. So sure, great. Give it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> wow. I love that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Natalie, it's Razamoka. Happy birthday. Shut up. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hi, Raz. Hi, Mocha. How are you? Oh, 
Oh my God! Thank you so much for calling me. <laughs> What's going oh on? Oh my God! I'm just getting ready for work. Oh, what do you do for a living that you got to go in? Are you going in, or are you get like getting ready for the day to work from home? Uh, no, I'm going in. Oh, I work at uh, one of your favorite stores, the LCBL. Yeah. Oh, do. do you really? Yeah, I do. I do. That was just straight up fluke. Yeah. I knew. I, I knew it was your favorite store. I listen to you guys. I got some strongbow for you, Roz. Oh, good. How have things been uh, for you guys over at the LCBL? It's been good. It's been challenging, of course, with everything else that's been going on, right? Uh, so we have our plexiglass up, and we have face shields, and. We have sanitizer. We have all kinds of stuff. So we have, uh, so we're doing pretty good. Yeah. And you guys are going back to regular hours, huh? Yeah, slowly. We're still going to be shut down on Mondays province-wide, as far as I know. Um, And yeah, we're going to be going to more regular hours again. Let me ask you this. What is your, because I drive by the LCBO right before 11 a.m. when they were opening up at 11. And the lineups are crazy long, right? Like, 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 it's it's insane. What time does it sort of calm down for you guys in the store? Well, I guess it would depend where you are, like what store you're at. True. Uh, The store that I work at. Uh, is a little more remote. Well, I wouldn't say remote. Uh, do you know where Sault Ste. Marie is? Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So my store is like 20 minutes, I'd say 20, uh, 15, 20 minutes of uh, Sault Ste. Marie. And it's in a little town called Echo Bay. Wait a minute. Where do you live? Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, how do you listen yeah. to us? Through your podcast. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just started listening in November. Oh, how did you discover the Raza Mocha show? Uh, well, because I have to drive to work every day to and from, and I was getting sick of listening to uh, my podcast, or, or not my podcast, uh, my uh, my playlist. Yeah. And it was getting boring, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. So I thought, well, maybe a podcast might do. So I went to search, and uh, you guys are like the first ones that popped up, and I started listening, and I thought you guys were so funny and so amazing and especially now during this time it's hard sometimes you know to go to work and get like motivated and so just listening to you guys on the way to work and then on the way home it just makes me feel so good and that's what we need right now oh that's so wonderful and i really appreciate it oh natalie well thank you very much for listening to the raza mocha show uh thank you for your dedication (laughs) happy birthday natalie (laughs) Thank you so much. Say hi to Maury and Chum for me. We will. And, and, okay. and, as our gift to you, Natalie, we would love to present to you right now the opportunity to tell us, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite. Oh, snap. Um, okay, so it's only been since November, right? And Roz, I think you're a smooth, cool dude, and you're amazing, and you're... <laughs> Hot as hell. And <laughs> Mocha, your laugh just kills me. It just it's so infectious, but I gotta tell you, hand down, it's gotta be Roz. Oh wow. Did I do you not think that I was gonna lose this yeah. one? I'm literally on <laughs> my phone right now. Roz is amazing. Roz, he's like so 
so like me, I guess. We think alike. And I didn't even react when you said hot as hell. Like, I even let that go. Like, he, as like, soon as you, really, right? Like, what is up with that? I as know. soon as you said smooth, cool dude, he, like, immediately <laughs> looked at his phone and started scrolling. He had checked oh, out of the I conversation. Knew, uh, I knew he would be like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Natalie, we are sending you so much love. Thank you uh, for doing what you do as a essential worker. But uh, happy birthday, and thank you for listening to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you so much, guys. You have a great day. You too. Oh, you got it. Okay, bye-bye. So it's, it's, it goes like this. I check out of these conversations and somebody says, starts off saying smooth, cool dude. Yeah. It's the equivalent of this is what it's like. You know when you're at a blackjack table? Okay. Okay. And you're in it, right? Like you're in the game. You're in, you're in the hunt. You're with your, like everybody's like all leaned in, right? Uh-huh. And then the equivalent of smooth, cool dude is me getting two cards that equal 13, <laughs> right? Where I'm now the guy that just sits back in his chair yeah. and lets everybody else play. You gotta wait. Right? I'm just like, I'm waiting it out at this wait point. Wait until it's a fresh round. Yeah. I need to see a fresh round. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Toronto's Medical Officer of Health will join us in uh, just a couple of seconds, Roz. Dr. Eileen Davila. Uh, she's really the, the voice of reason and uh, one of the sort of heroes that have come out of all of this. And if you don't know who Dr. Eileen Davila is, she's the uh, doctor, the medical expert with the scarves, Yeah, right? Twitter account dedicated to her and everything. Thank you. Dr. Eileen Davila, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. No, thank you. How are you? How was your long weekend? It was busy, though. So the the city right now, especially, you know, here, there's so much positivity because we're allowed to go in places now by appointment. And we're still going to have, you know, to social distance and everything else. But uh, give us the rundown of your take on what's happening and as far as what's open today. Well, uh, you know, we are seeing some reopening. There is more, there are more businesses open. Retail stores that have uh, a street front entrance are are now open. eligible to open and uh, allowed to open today under the new provincial rules. And so that gives people more options in terms of picking stuff up that they want to buy. There are some other services that are now available and hospitals are now and other healthcare providers are now able to provide more services. But this is all under the provincial guidance. And so for us at the city level, what we're trying to do is, is make sure that, that things are running smoothly, that those rules as they get changed are implemented well here in our city so that people here continue to be safe. One of the questions that you see pop up on online a lot especially now with things being reopened, when are we going to be able to see our families again if we don't live in the same home? Well, you know, I I totally get that. I I am in the same boat with everybody else. I would love to see, you know, uh, my mom, for example, who lives in a different home. Um, and, you know, to get together with, with people in person, as great as FaceTime and all the other platforms are. Again, my understanding is that our provincial colleagues are soon to be announcing something uh, to try to expand our, our bubbles, right? We've been talking about staying in your single household bubble. Uh, and, and my understanding is that we're going to try to expand to, you know, other bubbles, as has been done in other places uh, throughout Canada, like to have two households get together to agree that they're going to, uh, you know, uh, be able to uh, connect with each other in person, but not with other households to try to minimize the risk. Because the more people you're in contact with, the higher the risk 
of spreading COVID-19. What is your take from a medical point of view and an expert when you see places like Texas, which are rapidly reopening? Well, you know, I think that one has to be very, very careful with these circumstances. We know that this virus uh, seems to transmit very well. And while many people, in fact, most people recover without any difficulty, there are a number of people who end up getting really, really sick. And as we've seen here and throughout the world, there are many people for whom that illness leads to death. And it's not, you know, necessarily all people who are, you know, very advanced in age or have significant medical illness. There are people throughout the age spectrum that have had either serious illness or death associated with this. Can you, sorry, can you get it twice? That's actually still very much a question that mm. that is uh, that we have yet to oh, answer. Yeah. There, I've seen studies and reports of that. So that's what people are trying to uh, understand through the science. I think the important thing here, right, is this is a new virus. It was only identified in January. So we are still very much learning about this virus and the questions around immunity. Do you develop immunity? If so, for how long um, are still questions that we have yet to answer as scientists. Dr. Eileen Davila is on the Raza Mocha Show. We have a question here from one of our listeners. Katrina says, uh, what happens if we get more cases with everything reopening? Are we going to have to shut down again? Well, this is exactly why we're taking a very uh, careful and gradual approach to reopening. The idea is, is that we know as more people, uh, you know, uh, connect with each other and they're more mixing with each other, you are going to get the conditions that allow for greater virus spread. The idea is, can we keep it at a level that, uh, you know, doesn't get the pot to boil over? We want to make sure that hospitals are available to, to uh, provide medical care to those who need it, uh, that those who are, are sick are able to get medical attention and that businesses can still run. So that's why we're taking a very gradual and phased approach to opening to make sure that we are able to identify people quickly as they get COVID-19 find their contacts and isolate them. So uh, these are all the important pieces around making sure that we do this safely so we don't find ourselves in a position where we have to go back. So what is your take? Because I'm just looking, there's a headline on Bloomberg this morning that reads, uh, over 100 million in China's Northeast face renewed lockdown. And then when you go on social media, a lot of people who are not doctors are throwing around the term phase two or second wave. Uh, What's your take with your knowledge and expertise on the possibility of there being a definitive sort of second wave globally that, that we're going to have to go through all this again? Well, I think uh, those of us in, in, in public health circles and in infectious disease circles have always talked about, uh, you know, the potential for a second wave. We have seen this before. You might recall uh, a different virus, influenza, H1N1 influenza, back in 2009, mm-hmm. when it uh, made its appearance in the world here in, in North America. We had a a wave in the spring and again in the fall. So this is very typical with respiratory viruses to have waves of disease. The other issue that you're talking about that we're seeing in places like China and and the places that you are talking about that are reported in the news have to do with the virus is still very much circulating in the community. And as uh, public health, health measures get relaxed, you will see an increase in the amount of disease and disease transmission simply because People are out and about and the conditions are there for the virus to spread. Remember, you have to have close contact uh, with other people with an infection, some of whom won't even know that they're sick 
while they're transmitting their infection. Dr. Eileen Davila, thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your extremely busy day, as we know, for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait, are, are you wearing a scarf right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put one on. Okay. So. Have you have you seen have you seen the Twitter account dedicated to all your scarves? I, I have. It's actually kind of the uh, you know one of the entertainment moments of my day. Good. <laughs> From one scarf lover to another, Doctor. I uh, it's wonderful to speak to you. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> all have right. a wonderful day. You too. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Instagram did another purge. Oh, why? What happened? Oh, because uh, Maury lost 300 followers. You lost 300 followers? Overnight. Oh, how do you check that? Oh, let me see. You just know the number and then you know the new number. Oh, no, I didn't lose any. So what is it? Is it bots that follow you or is it people that you purchase that they just have overlooked all these years? Or no, what, it's just what's randomness. The I, I, I have absolutely, I just sit back and it just goes up and down. Right. Really, huh? <laughs> no, you don't, liar. <laughs> yeah, no, my followers are still the same. Yeah. Okay, just me. Wow. <laughs> you have an app, right? You have that app. Don't you have that... an app to find out who unfollows you, like specifically who unfollows you? But the app crashed, so now I don't know, so it kills me. Oh, the app crashed. Oh. Yeah. Okay, everybody <laughs> listening give, right now. Did you give that app your permissions? Uh Yes. Oh no! Yo, they're okay. getting all your info, bro. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Because you're so like Careful. obsessed, yes, with <laughs> who follows you and who doesn't follow you. You signed up for some third I'm party. I'm not the only one. Like there are many people obsessed. Third party app. Yeah. To tell you specifically who unfollows you, and then you gave that third party app permissions to your Instagram. And then there was one time where I screenshot the somebody who unfollowed me and sent it to them going, really? Wow. <laughs> wow. So That's here's a fun game. Man. Everybody listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> fun game for whom? <laughs> Everybody's at, bored right now. We all need some, we all need some entertainment. We all need something Dammit to do. Dammit Mori. All right? If you're following Dammit Mori, because it'll drive him crazy right now, yeah. because the app crashed yeah. that he uses to track who follows and unfollows, right. he will have no idea exactly who unfollowed. Oh, that's right. So you're in the clear. So just I, like, temporarily, I, I mean, if you want to go follow the guy again later, yeah. but just for temporarily, yeah. go to Instagram right now, find Dammit Maury, and hit unfollow. Right. Now, whether you choose to follow him later, that's up to you. I will say this. My dog has more followers than my husband. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers does the dog have? Andy has 2,500 followers. Wow. Wait, so is Matthew like upset about that now? Yeah. Oh, is he really? He's like, how can a dog have more followers than me? Wow. Wow. It's only going to be a matter of time before the dog has more followers than you two more. <laughs> yeah. At Andy Monroe, if you would like to uh, hit follow yes. Maury's dog. Yeah, at Andy Monroe. And if you would like to unfollow David Moore, because it's going to drive him nuts. Is that why you're in such crap. a bad mood today? No. Oh, yeah, okay. liar. At David Moore on Instagram. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to go through this list with you real quick. So Rolling Stone's on releasing like a list a day. Uh, this is Rolling Stone. According to Rolling Stone, the 100, is it 100 or is it 50? 50. What is it? I can't hear you. A word you're saying. 55. Yeah, for some reason they did 55. That's These weird. are, according to Rolling Stone, the 15 best summer songs of all time. Okay. Okay. Because There's we, only one in my opinion. Oh, wow. That stands the test of time. And that always makes me think 
of summer, no matter when I hear the song. Okay. And brightens my mood when I hear it Ooh. in the summer. Okay. Hit me with that. What do you got? What is it? Tell me. The one song for me and forever will be yeah. is Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff Summertime. Oh, yes. Right. That is on the list. It is on the list. But uh, I'll give you some of the ones lower here, okay? So hit me, uh, hit me uh, with 38. Number 38. I know Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yo, shout out to Lynn. Right? Shout out to Lynn. Yo, when did the song drop? Are you kidding me? Oh. This is a great song, too. So good. Uh, and then uh, give me 26. Oh, shout out to Lynn. I love you guys right. so much. I said, it's getting hot in so take off all your clothes. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. 36. All right, I'm feeling this one. Donna Summer, right? Just so you know where they're coming from on this list, okay? It's a mixed bag. I don't know. This song always reminds me of uh, male strippers for some reason. I don't no. know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I was going to say, they use it in like a car commercial or something. Oh, yeah. I always picture that. guys with no shirts and bow ties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that when it calls my eyes, it makes me picture guys with no shirts and bow ties. So now we'll get to the top 10 here. Uh, number 10. City by the Loving Spoonful. Okay. Number nine. Sly and the Family Song. They sound high. Yes. All these old bands sounded high. Uh, number eight. I don't know that song. Rockaway Beach by the Ramones. Again, these are the top 55 best songs of the summer of all time. Uh, number seven is a classic. California Girls by the Beach Boys. Man, my parents would be jamming to that list right now. Here's when you start getting your mind blown when we start thinking about the term of all time. Okay. Okay, because of all time, you think of songs that would have to stand the test of time, songs that have generally just been unanimously embraced by everyone as a definitive song of the summer, especially when you're creeping this close into top five. But hit me with number six. Yeah. Are you writing? Say you never In my feelings by Drake. Yeah. Top six. Yeah. I agree. I agree for sure. Number five. Classic jam. School's out. Alice Cooper. What everybody, oh, yeah. what everybody played on the last day of school in Acton. <laughs> okay, so that's the beginning of your top five of the 55 best summer songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Number four. Dominated over the summer. I will say no, but that. These it are songs dominated. that are supposed to make you feel summer. That song doesn't make me feel too summer. Slow. Yeah, too slow. At all. All right. Uh, number three. What the hell is this? Wait, I don't know wait, this. Ready? 
Ain't no cure for the summertime blues. I have you never, never heard of Eddie Cochran, Mocha? Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at number two. I'm sorry. At no offense, two. anyone. I have no idea who that guy is. At number two. Martha and the Vandellas dancing in the streets. I don't know, man. This list seems a little lame for me. Well, for you. I will put this on as a song of the summer before Old Town Road. A hundred percent. So what would be number one? What would be according to Rolling Stone? And again, when you go by this top ten, it's a real mixed bag of like sort of new and sort of old. There's not a lot of like... There's not a lot. It's like super old or like yeah. very contemporary. There's not a lot of like, you know, mid nineties on here, so which is one? which is weird. Can I play number one? So here, here is number one. Okay. According to Rolling Stone, this is the definitive of all time okay. number one summer song. Of all time, I guess. Like, like of all I think time, Rolling Stone needs to go back and look at that list. Yeah, that's not number one for there's me. There's no way Drake should be at six. Number oh wow. <laughs> This is my number one. Oh, here we go. Time. Yes, thank you. All right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So HBO Max, which is the streaming service that uh, HBO has, blew everybody's mind yesterday because for the last, I don't even know how many years, hardcore DC fans have been asking for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Okay. So Zack Snyder was the director of Justice League and he had to step away from the movie, I think because his kid died. And they were more than 75%. Um, sorry, the, and then what happened was Josh Whedon stepped in and changed the movie. People have said up to 75% of what Zack Snyder wanted. Wow. And Justice League was not very well received by a lot of fans. The movie did very well, but people were like, man, there's a lot of problems. And since then, fans have been asking for the Snyder Cut. And so much so that like actors like Jason Momoa is like released the Snyder oh Cut. Really? And fans didn't even know. They wanted Zack to do something. Yeah. But they didn't even know if a Snyder Cut even existed. Like, did he even go back and get to make the movie that he wanted to make? Beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And yesterday, HBO Max said that in 2021... Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to premiere. No. Which is the which is the Snyder cut. So you have to assume it's he's the Snyder got cut. Everything beginning yeah. so they re, and end. they remake he got to make the movie he wanted to make. Wow, that's crazy. Which is wild. Would he get like a whole separate deal for that? No, because this was his movie, but he couldn't yeah. finish it because he had to go he had family he had family issues that he had to do. So Joss Wheaton came in and sort what of this? and made a whole new movie out of I everything out of everything he shot. So, but exactly. What if people like this one more? Well, they probably will. And I that's think, why everybody wants to see the Snyder you know cut. So funny? I think because it's Snyder. Yeah. And the movie's not even out. He's already got the win on this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. New Gaga, Ariana Grande. Song is called Rain On Me. We'll get it on Gaga's Chromatica album that drops next week. 
a week today. And Gaga fans and Ariana Grande fans have just been lighting up social media with yes. love for this new song. Now, in the Damn It's Condo. Oh, the little monster palace. When the single drop, Damn It Mori, who of course wakes up way earlier than his husband because he's got to come in here to work, decided to barge into the bedroom <laughs> to wake up Matthew to be like, It's a big day. The new song's out. Let's yeah. listen to it together. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew! Huh? What, what the f***? <laughs> wake up. Maury, wake up. Did Andy pee on the floor? <laughs> no. Ow, Maury, why are you turning the f***ing light on? It's Gaga time! <laughs> what? If the dog pees in here, I swear. <laughs> no, listen, new Gaga. Maury. <laughs> I could have waited till the morning to hear this. Can I hear it, please? I don't need you singing. You already woke me up at 4 a.m. Come on, let's dance. Maury, dance can I hear the song? I want to hear the song. D dance time. No. Maury, the Get off right now. Stop jumping on the bed. Get off right now. Oh, you pushed me off. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> You're covered in popcorn ceiling. <laughs> that better not be popcorn ceiling. Are you serious? Yeah, it's popcorn ceiling. Are you serious? Maury, now I'm really pissed. Get away. Go. Shut this off. Let's go. Now I'm awake. Rain. Rain on me. It is good. <laughs> so you wake up? Can we dance? No, I'm gonna punch you in the face. What do you think? You were like one of the first to hear it. No, we're not. <laughs> Look, Andy's dancing with you. No, Andy's wondering what the is going on. 4 a.m. waking me up. The, <laughs> the sky. Okay, you're <laughs> annoying right now. Honestly. <laughs> Rain on me sooner. <laughs> Touch the sky. Did you have something to drink? <laughs> this is the greatest song. We've needed this. This is the greatest song we've never had. I'm going to murder you, and I'm going to hide the body, and no one will find it. You're annoying me right now. Can you please stop? Like, I just... Can we hear this tomorrow when I'm, when I'm awake? Okay, that was it. Rain! I literally think you got popcorn <laughs> ceiling in my eyes. <laughs> Okay, good night. Bye. I'm going to work. Goodbye. Okay, Go. Did you? I'm very curious. First of all, that was the most incredible thing I've heard in Damn, a very, approved. very long time. Uh, there's one thing at the very beginning that I'd like to hear. If you could just play me the first, like, two seconds of this. Uh, yeah, I know okay. exactly what you're going to okay, say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Stop. Maury. Is, are you knocking on the bedroom door because you are still not allowed to sleep in the same bed as Matthew and you're still on the couch? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha, you ready? Uh, yes. Wow. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. 
Uh, Ruby Rose walked uh, out on Batgirl or Batwoman. What? So Batwoman, CW show? yeah, yeah. And whether it was entirely her decision or the a mutual decision between her and the network or the studio or the show's producers or whoever it is, uh, Ruby Rose said this: "I've made the very difficult decision to not return to Batwoman next season. This was not a decision I made lightly, as I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved in the show, both in Vancouver and Los Angeles." couple of things. One, she had that big injury uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, where she needed like surgery and rehab and everything else. Yeah. Um, so that may have something to do with it. It's the, a very physical role. The schedule may have something to do with it because apparently these shows are grueling. It's super long days really? flying in between LA and, and Vancouver and that may not be what she's used to. She's only done one television show. She did nine episodes of Orange is the New Black. Yeah. And that was it. Um, and then the other reason Wait, is... And didn't this show just start, too? Yeah, season one. They yeah. wrapped season one. And they're going into season two. They're still committed to season two. The uh, producers say that they're still committed to um, casting somebody, recasting the role uh, from somebody from the LGBTQ community. So they'll have that. But a lot of people are saying she was just straight up not good. Oh, as Batwoman. But yeah, she's just not a good actor. Oh, wow. And you you sort of put that on top of everything else, and there's a lot of reasons why this wasn't going to work. Yeah. Um, but this is, I've never heard of this before. I've never heard of somebody taking on a role like this and walking away from a, a lead role in a DC Universe television series, series after one season. And all of those shows have been like from that kind of DC CWTV yes. world yes. have all been like huge, yes. huge hits, right? Yeah, and they, they and they and they where they do their real big business is on Netflix. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what they do. That's where they sort of like kill. So we're getting a really good look right now of what socially distant concerts might look like. Uh, so Travis McCready, who is the singer of uh, the country rock band Bishop Gun, did a concert the other night. Okay. Like an actual concert yeah. in Arkansas. And this is what it looked like. So the venue capacity is 1,100 people. Oh, sorry. At an actual at place. At an actual place. Not like a concert from their home no, that they no. live streamed. No. So the venue, yeah. okay, capacity, 1,100 people. Okay. Allowed attendance, 229. Okay. Okay, so within the venue, they had fan pods, which were seating areas in small clusters of like five or ten people where the, se really? where the, the seats were. So it almost looked like banquet tables, but only people just sitting in these little sort of fan pods. Was there room so, to like stand up and dance? Yeah, I guess, but people, I don't know if they were or not. And are you sitting or in these pods with people, I guess you don't know. Other ticket holders. It's just okay. like going to a concert where you sit with people you don't know. Yeah. Okay. Everybody had their temperature checked before they went into the venue. Okay. Everybody had to wear a mask. Okay. You had to stay in your pod. And the bathrooms had a maximum of 10 people, because I guess they're larger bathrooms, uh, maximum of 10 people in the bathroom at a time. Inside the bathroom, like the men's bathroom, there's yellow caution tape. So it goes urinal, and then the next two urinals have yellow caution tape. Mm -hmm. Urinal, the next two urinals have yellow caution tape. So it's every third urinal is available. And then the bank of sinks, two out of the three sinks had yellow caution tape over them. And what about in the ladies' bathroom? I imagine it was the, I imagine it was the same thing. 
where there's a stall, <clears throat> empty, empty stall. Yeah, stall. I guess. I guess. Maybe. 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 It's or maybe you can stalls. do a stall, empty stall. Stall. But, but with walls, though, in stalls, do you need to shut the middle one down? I don't think so. I would think so. You think because so? Because you still have open air above. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But so that's what it. That's what it's most likely going to look like when people start rolling out doing live shows now. So a venue that had 1,100 people capacity, they're only allowed 229 people in there. And you have to sit in fan pods. I don't know if I'd be down with that. No, it's super weird. Yeah. Like super weird. I couldn't watch a show like that. I'd, Only like, because all that like, space behind you. A lot and of the stuff? shows that I go to, yeah. At these venues, people are smoking like enough weed, right? Oh yeah. So I'm not going to be the guy, and I don't care. Like I don't smoke weed. Yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. do your thing. But I don't want to be a guy if I'm at a concert with my wife and homie next to me starts sparking like a big stinky blunt. No. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say, bro, you got to put that out. I'm not down with it. Like, go find a next pod. Stop. <laughs> go find the weed pod. Yeah. You're in the wrong pod. Yes, yeah, sir. So yesterday, Twitter began testing new settings that lets users limit who can reply to their tweets. Really? Yeah. Uh, we talked about this earlier this year, and it's similar to Facebook's post view settings and the current implementation features. Um it's an icon, and when you sort of tap over it, it's a who can reply, and you can choose nobody, people I follow, or people that you mention in the tweet. Interesting. But I saw people using it yesterday for evil. For example, they would say something like, you know, reply now if you think Roz looks under right. 40 yes. and nobody can reply. Yes. So that's the sort of whole deal with this. And a lot of people, are, it's not going over well. And they say, of course, that it's to cut back on uh, bots and bullying and uh, all this other stuff. But the, the complaint is that now it just allows people to say whatever they want without being challenged. Now, can I, as a Twitter user, see that you've restricted comments or replies? You yes, know, like I on, believe. Yeah, because I believe it's grayed out. I believe. It? Yeah, you I know, believe. Like the, on Instagram, it'll say like if you follow Drake, for yeah. example, right? He has his comments restricted. Right. Like he can hand select who he wants, who he gives that access to yeah. in order to, to reply to a comment yeah, or to comment on, on a post. Yes, you can see because the okay. comment icon is grayed out hmm. on, those, uh, on those comments. So a lot of people not happy. Like, and, and it's interesting because you wondered what this would look like when they actually did roll it out because you would think that there would be so many people that would be happy about this. Yeah. Um, but those like challenging something is not the problem. The problem has always been bots. Yeah. And if they want to work on anything, and I may get killed for this, don't at me. Uh, if Twitter wants to work on anything, it's you need to rein in the K-pop fans because it has become almost impossible to search for something that's trending because everything that is worth reading gets inundated with fan cams from the K-pop stands. Yeah, because they just take over the, they the take hashtag. Over, it, it, Twitter, in the, like when I wake up in the morning and I go through Twitter, Twitter is impossible to read. Because of the K-pop fans. Yeah. It's like they see something that's somewhat interesting and they're like, oh, you know what would go really, really great here? A video of my favorite K-pop band. And then that reply winds up getting 200 replies. See, look, it's all grayed out. You can't even touch where... You oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if Twitter wants to work on anything, I would say work on that. I love you K-pop fans. 
all of you. Uh, NHL playoffs, now they want to stress that this is in no way close to being official, but Sportsnet is reporting that the league's return to play has come up with a format that owners and players will now sort of mull over. So the plan would involve an expanded playoffs of 24 teams. What? 24 teams, 12 in each conference. The top four would get buys while the rest would take part in a best of five play-in round. It's based on winning percentage, not points. And under this setup, the Leafs would play Columbus in uh, in the play-in round. And even if they agree to this, there's tons of other things that would have to go on. But yeah, 24 teams. Almost everybody would get to like that, yeah. get, a, get a shot. It's weird. So normally it's 16 in the playoffs. But so they would expand it to 24, I guess, because they thought maybe there were teams that would rally in like the last 20 games or so and could squeak in and the wild cards and all. They, they, so more the teams, NA- less yes. games. The NHL ruined their playoff format years ago, a couple of years ago when they went to this wild card format and they ruined the playoffs. They really did. It's so it's it's so it, bad now. Is it two wild cards now? Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. It's so, but the playoffs are just, it's bad. I don't like it. I don't it. know. This seems like it's going to be a kind of a mess. Like, yeah. I'd be happy. Don't get me wrong. I kind of want to get back. hockey back yeah. for sure. I know. Um, where are we? Uh, Lady Gaga talking about Chromatica with Zane Lowe on um, his show and the sort of inspiration behind the album was a quote, extremely painful breakup. How can I take something that's extremely painful for me and find the one piece of it that's universally human and help somebody else? And then let's see what it sounds like. I'm not nothing without a steady hand. I'm not nothing unless I know I can. I'm still something if I don't got a man. I'm a free woman. I'm making a dance record again. And this dance floor, it's mine. And I earned it. And all that stuff that I went through, I don't have to feel pain about it anymore. It can just be a part of me. And I can keep going. Wow. Damn, girl. Uh, Kendall Jenner has agreed to pay $90,000 for promoting Fire Festival. Remember that? Fire Festival was so long ago. Or supposed to be so long ago. Uh, 2017 Fire Festival. She was promoting it on Instagram. And Page Six reports that the suit was filed uh, against Jenner by uh, an attorney named Gregory Messer, who is representing clients who were defrauded by promoter uh, Billy McFarland. And um, Messer alleged that Jenner was paid $275,000 to post about Fire Festival. Right? And so her payment uh, that uh, she's now having to pay is 90 grand. What about any of the other celebs? I think that, yeah, I don't know. Promoting as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think that she's probably the biggest name. Were were both Hadid sisters or was it just one? Uh, that I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Just one. Maybe it was just Gigi. But or I Bella. think. But I think that they went after these guys individually. So oh, it's, wow. it's a it's it's a class action, and I don't know. I think they're going to just sort of like roll through everybody who was involved one by one. But uh, so yeah. Fire Festival is going to be in like their lives <laughs> still for the next few years. I think. But think Bella of the was involved too. Bella was Bella, involved so too. Both of them. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. Jeez. Ice Cube. There was this fantastic story that Ice Cube um, just told where. A Gangster's Fairy Tale, that old track, that uh, it's a classic, and it sampled Mr. Rogers, right? So we okay. know that. So what do you want me to play first? Play the, the, play the, the play Gangster's Fairy Tale. Turn the press of a sheepskin. Yo, yo, got them sheepskins. Yo, money at the sheepskins. Yo, baby, what's up with that? 
Hickory dickory dock. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but it did, it had the sample of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, right? We all know this. Oh. Classic. And what I didn't realize is that back in the day, Mr. Rogers actually sued Ice Cube. <gasps> Over that, no, he did yeah, not. And this is this is Cube explaining it. It's a trip because off this song, Mr. Rogers sued us. He was mad because we had we had the Mr. Rogers theme at the beginning of this. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood and all that. And uh, he sued us and was getting like five cent a record till we took that part off. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Rogers was making five cents a record off Ice Cube. He was the real gangster <laughs> in this story. Uh, according to uh, a new science journal called Integrative Organismal Biology. <laughs> Sounds legit. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh-huh. But they say that beards may have evolved so men could absorb a punch to the face. What? According to their research, they say beards can absorb up to 30% of the energy from a punch. Hold on a second. <laughs> Not warmth, like what hair does. People out there trying to find vaccines for <laughs> coronavirus. Yes. And these guys are doing studies on? Yes. On, beards. Yeah, on beards and the impact of, of how they can soften the blow of a punch. Come on, man. But how do you determine that? Maury does not have a beard. You have a beard. Why don't you let Maury punch you? And no, then you social can, distancing. And, then, and no. then you can punch Maury, and then Maury can say that if it hurt more or not. <laughs> I guarantee you it will hurt more if I punch you, Maury. It will hurt more. Once COVID is done, we can settle this. Okay. <laughs> Maury is going to walk out of here touching every single doorknob in this building and go bare ass down the sidewalk. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Yo, Mark, what's up, man? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Awesome. How are you guys? Doing good. Uh, where do you listen to the Ronza Mocha show from? Uh, we, I listen to it from Kingston. I live in a small town called Gananoque. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Small town. How many people? Uh, 5,200. How do you spell Gananoque? <laughs> G-A-N-A-N-O-Q-U-E. Man, shut up, man. Let's shut go. up. Have you never listened to the show, man? Dan Mori, how do yeah. you think you spell Gananoque? G-A-N-G-A-N-O-C-K-W-A-Y. Gananoque. <laughs> See, even with the hint, he still didn't get it. Gang. Sup, all my gangs in Aqua. All right, how do you spell it, Mark? G-A-N-A-N-O-Q-U-E. There you go. Wait, it's so much shorter than what I did. That's what she yeah, said. Yeah, that was a Yo, Mark, what, uh, what's your question for the podcast? So if you guys knew about the pandemic before it was going to happen, what would be the three things you would do in the lead up to just before the lockdown? Okay. Uh, first of all, interesting that you would say that because um, we went back and, and, and looked. And the first time we talked about coronavirus being a thing that we should be afraid of was January 21st on this show. Yeah. And and way before a lot of people started talking about it, like way way before there was an American case when we started talking about it. And then I remember another time because I had gone to a doctor and this was in February. And I remember this Uh on the show where I came in and I was really hesitant to say this. And I did. And I remember your reaction, which was kind of like, why you got to say that? And that was I went to a doctor and the doctor told me, coronavirus is coming 
Yeah. We'll probably all get it. So be prepared. Wow. Right? I don't even remember yeah. you saying yeah. that. You said exactly that. I said exactly that because wow. I, I quoted a doctor. And that was in February. Holy. When, when that happened. So, so did you even start preparing? I started. So I knew, I knew what the sort of worst case scenario plan would be for us. We haven't yeah. hit that yet, right? Yeah. Like at all. Um, but I knew what the worst case scenario plan would be, where we would go as a family, how would we, we would, you know, survive when we would start, you know, have to restock all this stuff. So I started thinking about all that stuff and it didn't happen. And then what wound up happening was it was the lead up to March break and everything kind of started going squirrely and we went the day before, I remember this, we went the day before everybody else did to get all of our groceries and stock up. Like we did that giant $600 grocery run. Yeah. We did it the day before everybody else did. So when we went to the grocery store, it wasn't crazy. But just before that was the, the reported first case. Do you right. remember that guy? Yeah. And so what happened though was that March break was coming up. And so everybody was still planning on going on March break because the premier Doug Ford who, if you're listening to this in America, basically our governor, and if you're outside of the country, Doug Ford's our premier, if you haven't seen him on TV, he told people to still go and enjoy March break. So there was no panic. But it was the day before we decided that we were going to cancel our entire trip and just sit home and stock up. Yeah. And so we did everything. We did everything the day before. Um, so what would I have done different? I don't know. I, I don't know what I would have done different. Like I certainly wouldn't have bought more toilet paper. I think things that I would have done different were um, I would have made sure maybe that my mom was set up a little bit better because I, I, I tried to get her a mini fridge for her balcony, freezer yeah. for her balcony so she could freeze a lot more stuff. And they were all sold out by the time we all went into quarantine. So I think that I would have done something like that. I would have got a mini freezer for myself just for the basement, even if it's temporary, because I don't have one of those. And freezer space in my place is really limited. Um, I certainly would have, you know, I had all the gloves I needed. I bought three boxes at Home Depot of those black gorilla gloves yeah. that you can wear when you're doing all sorts of stuff with chemicals and everything else. So I have boxes on boxes of those. Um, face masks weren't really weren't really a thing. But uh, but as far as that goes, I don't know if I would have done anything, you know, overly, you know, dramatic in that sense. Like I wouldn't have bought a gun or anything like that. Right? <laughs> USA, USA. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have, uh, along the lines of what you were saying with masks and gloves, I think I would have stocked up on that uh, because similar to you, Roz, I have a friend who works in healthcare that told us, I think it was a week and a half before everything hit. Yeah. Hey, this is coming. You guys need to prepare. Here's what we did to prepare. So we spent a week and a half getting all food and water, food and water, food and water. Yeah. And ironically, we did need toilet paper at the time. Yeah. So we ended up buying <laughs> toilet paper, but we didn't, not in like an excess amount, like what you saw all over the news, all across the country, people yeah. like stocking up like they needed to survive for, you know, six, seven, eight months yeah. without toilet paper. So we were pretty well prepared. I think I would have, yeah, probably got gloves and or masks. But for the duration of the past, you know, 10, 11 weeks now that we've been in in lockdown, like my wife and I and our son, we've been at home. Yeah. The only place I travel to is here, is to work, and then I go home. All of our groceries, we make the order online, drive to the store, they put it in the trunk, and then I drive right back home. Yeah. I haven't even gone, I don't even go to like Home Depot, Canadian Tire, none of that. Like I had to go to Canadian Tire a couple of weeks ago, but same thing, it was curbside pickup. I didn't have to get out of the car yeah. at all. Right? Yeah, it's and, and going back to that, it, it's crazy because 
one of the things that I remember is when Mocha and I would talk about coronavirus in late February and early March, if we said something, we would get so much hate Mm. from people saying, it's not this, it's not this, why would you say that, that's not accurate. And it all all turned out to be true. It all turned out to be accurate. But if any time we sort of crossed that line of slightly warning people or putting out any sort of precautions, we got a lot of hate for it. People weren't having it. Yeah, they weren't having it, man. They weren't having it. Do you have an answer for the question mark? Like if Yeah, I was actually surprised that you guys went fully for supplies. My answers were I would have had a big backyard bash with all my friends before <laughs> everything happened. Yeah. Right? Cuz it's been forever. Oh. Definitely would have given my parents a hug and had one last date night. Right. Yeah. See, I don't have friends. I don't have, you know, like. And he hates hugs. And and I don't like hugs. That aren't his family. (laughs) So, you know, uh, Maury, what would you have done differently? See, I I read this all differently. Like what I thought immediately was I would have asked for a scenic drive in your truck because ever since the pandemic happened and I haven't been driving you and I feel like I've lost a friend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's fine. I would. I'll take that. In. I'll take that answer. Yeah. So well, I immediately was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I would have gone, you know, driving around the countryside, last... windows down, hair blowing in the in the breeze." Right. One one last drive together before all this happened. Yeah, and finally yeah. get to sit in the back of a pickup truck, like you know, in the actual pickup part of the truck. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like a, like I mean, a... I guess technically you still. Well, Rob is hitting right? every speed bump. Yeah, Maury, if you want to go sit in the back of my truck, that's still distancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the highway. <laughs> Yeah, and feel the bumps on your butt. Uh, yeah, make yeah. sure we get a video of that one. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'll, I'll tell you this: I di- I don't miss any of the like I don't I I don't have like a list of things that are fun that I miss doing because I still do all the things that I, in my life that I think are fun because I'm my family be- because I'm boring, right? So like what I do on a, in in my evenings is still fun for me because mm. it's what I've always just done in my evenings. Like I'm not a big going out guy. Like I don't miss going to restaurants because I never go to restaurants. The only thing. So I miss going to restaurants with my wife. I also miss the other thing that I miss is just going to a mall just to walk around. Even if I'm not buying anything, it's a great way just to kill like 30, 45 minutes, whatever. Um, I don't mind that. And then obviously I miss my family. Like I haven't seen. So my mom, right after Christmas, she went to England. That's right. And she came back right before Corona hit, right before the lockdown. I think that week. So I haven't seen my mother since Christmas, like physically seen my mother since Christmas. Yeah. And then my dad, I saw my dad and my sisters, I think I saw them um, like in January or February. Yeah. So wow. I think if there was anything I would change would probably be to uh, to up the visits. Yeah. The just, other thing I would have done is invested in Zoom. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, no right? doubt, for sure. Yeah. Yo, I saw a thing on, uh, on online yesterday. I think it was a tweet or maybe I saw it on Reddit um, where somebody pointed out that Skype really messed this whole thing up. Like they've been in the game, in the yeah. video conferencing game for it was said like it was 17 years and it wasn't even called it was it was only called hey skype me like yeah even if you, yeah like i call facetiming skype and they had the jump on all sorts of video chat yeah and they could have done this multi-person chat and then here it comes in zoom yeah. and like takes over everything yeah, it was wild it's wild how zoom just took over everything yeah uh but i hope that helps um hopefully you'll get to have your backyard party at some point man yeah i hope hoping it's gonna open up soon we got tons of stuff for all the kids and everything when they come back so yeah. are you single all their friends no i'm married you're married oh okay yeah. wait married so why'd you say you, 
Go on that one last date. Oh, I guess date with your wife. Oh, date night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, 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 it's not okay, the same yeah. when you're at home with five kids. <laughs> right. Maury misses going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, a lot no, of people miss going to the gym. But Maury, you can still check the dudes out on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> don't you worry. I do. God, I love, you know what I love? I love when people know the show so well that I, that it, you and I don't even have to roast Maury. <laughs> <laughs> and part Mark. of my question was, I didn't want to hear Mocha say, get a haircut. And I didn't want to hear you say, get flooring. Uh, yeah. I heard you guys say that. Wow. You really yeah. listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. I would, but what, do you make tr- notes when you listen to the But that's true, though. I, I would have got my flooring ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I would have gone for one more haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've been quarantined cramming the podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, Mark, you Thank are the you, best. Man. Much love to you and your family. You stay safe out there, okay? Yeah, sounds great, guys. And I don't know if you remember, but you guys actually sent me a birthday video for my two-year-old this April. Oh, oh we did, did huh? Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, all in your social distancing. So, oh yeah, that was oh. super awesome. It's our new ritual. We're going to show it to awesome. every year now. So. That was, oh, that's wonderful. That was nice of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was very nice of you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah. No, hey, are you not going to ask me who my favorite is? Oh, no. I knew it. All right, Mark. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Oh, cool. Hands down. Oh, and hands. does my phone work properly? You can hear me well? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> Off for the roast. I love it. Thanks, Mark. It. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. VSBP asks, do you have a movie you can put on and it will automatically cheer you up? That'll automatically cheer me up? Oh, that's a good question. Like a, a... I used to re-watch movies a whole lot more years ago i rarely rewatch movies anymore and but i do now because of roxy roxy's sort of like in the game of kind of discovering movies that um that i liked when i was a little bit younger but i'll tell you the movie that we watch in our house more than any other movie and i've said this a million times and it instantly puts me in a good mood because Catherine and roxy know the movie like word for word and quote it as the movie's going on. Boys in a Hood. No. Oh. Uh, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's their favorite movie, oh. right? And uh, and then they and then they spend the rest of the day just looking at each other going, bull <laughs> mama. <laughs> bull <laughs> mama. <laughs> so I would say yeah, it's, I not, said that. it's not even my favorite movie, but when that movie comes on in the house, the movie always comes on in the house when Roxy's having a rough day or Catherine's having a rough day and they both decide they're just going to do like their girl thing, their their mom and daughter thing, and they're going to sit on the couch and watch a, a romantic comedy and it's always how to lose a guy in 10 days and I'm always in the room and it just always puts me in such a better mood because they're just so hysterical to watch while watching that movie. So yeah, I'm going to say that. I mean, I, I, I have tons of faith favorite movies but even this it's funny this question's here because i did it this past weekend where like i just asked my remote for 13 going on 30 yeah and i watch it and matthew gets so angry he's like not again but i love that or devil wears prada just because i know the movie yeah like i don't have to learn anything i know the the words and i think it's hilarious yeah uh for me it's back to the future or uh star wars yeah like which star wars though the first one i don't mind the first one i love empire and like i like jedi Mm mm-hmm Right. And then all the other ones, of course, are like all bangers. Right. right. But which one Rogue puts one you in the, the good mood? Like if you're down yeah. and you're going to put a Star Wars on, which one do you put on? Oh, I'm going to put Empire. Yeah. Empire. Yeah, I love Empire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. going to add Bridesmaids to the list. Bridesmaids. That's oh, yo, a good that choice. That's so that, funny. That airplane scene, Matthew and I yeah. will watch just that scene where she's drunk and she's like, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good on you for that one because I will say the another movie that automatically puts me in a good mood because Catherine and I watch it. 
it um, quite frequently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw two into the mix here. Okay. okay? So uh, one is The Other Guys. Never, oh, my God. That movie's never so seen good. Um, with, uh, with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. It so good. Is, it is so great. Like, it's so perfect. I love The Other Guys. And then the movie that will be Catherine and Roxy's next generation favorite movie together. So right now it's How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. When Roxy gets older, Catherine has on the top of her list the thing that she cannot wait to sit and watch with Roxy is uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh my god, that's such a good movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, Why that's can't great. She watch that now? It's too it's too much. It's too much. Oh, yeah, it's way too much. too much. It's Jason Siegel's penis at the very beginning of the yeah, movie. The first Don't you minutes. remember when she dumps him while he's naked? Oh, is it when he goes plop, 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 yes, plop, plop? Yes, and then she dumps him, <laughs> and he doesn't put clothes on. He just stands there and takes the dumping. Is that the same movie well, where she's... when she puts her sweatpants on, there's, that's too late for sex? Uh, no, that is... Do you remember where she tightens the sweatpants and it's like, whoa, her sweatpants are on. I missed the window. No, which movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Isn't that Bridesmaids? No. No, that is. Or is that. Oh, I swear it's forgetting Sarah Marshall. This is 40. Is that that, that is movie? It, this is 40? That's another movie that I love. Yeah. But that puts me into a good mood. For, I love you, man, puts me in a good mood. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, though, is just like, oh, my God. With the with the, with with everything about it is so good. Russell uh, Brandt is amazing yeah. in it. And uh, that one brief uh, scene that Jonah Hill is in it, he's <laughs> yeah, really great. Uh, Mila, yeah, <laughs> Mila Kunis is really great. And, like, it's the best cast, yeah. right? And, uh, and what's her name? Name is um, uh, Kristen Bell. Bell is a version of Kristen Bell. She plays like the TV star. It's just amazing. Like that's such a perfect movie to me. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd throw Forgetting Sarah Marshall in there as, a, as far as a movie that always puts me in a good mood. Patrick has a cooking question that I cannot answer because I only know of two ways to do this. Yeah. But what's the best way to prepare potatoes? Oh, Jesus. Well, what kind of potatoes? There's a billion. Well, no, but like you could say. I only do like roasted potatoes or mashed potatoes. Okay, so hold on here. Let's say your basic potato. But there's French fries count as a potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like you could say, but like you could say mash. But then, if you want to get into the different ways to mash potatoes, that that's a whole other conversation oh, we can have. Can I just say, Raj just sat up in his chair. <laughs> he adjusted his hat and his hair, and he's like, "Okay, you want to talk? Let's friggin' talk." What about the one where it's the whole potato? You slice it down the middle. You put onions and sour cream and everything. Hasselback potatoes. Sure. Yeah. yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, uh, I like a uh, fondant potato. What's that? Okay, so this is where this, you well, take a potato. Let me sit up now. Okay. I'm very interested. Okay, fondant so, is like what's on cake. Yeah, no, fondant potato, basically, right? It's what it's called. Okay. And, um, so these are my f- my second favorite kind of potato. Oh, God, what's your first? Um, a mash done, a, a palm puree, which is a mash done with equal parts um, potatoes, equal parts butter. Okay. That, that's my that's my mm, favorite. And you have delicious. to have a ricer in order to do it properly. But fondant potatoes are my absolute favorite. So this is what you do. You get potatoes, mm-hmm. you peel them, right? And then you cut the ends. Off. You don't want long potatoes. You want sort of round potatoes. Okay. Okay. You peel them and then you cut the ends off. So it's flat on each end. Yeah. Okay. And you can sort of like even slice it down and make them round. So they look like little, just almost little like cylinders, right? Okay. These, these things with flat, flat bottom and flat top. And then you take a pan and in that pan, put like um, oil and butter and heat it up hot. And then you're going to dry the potatoes off because you don't want them wet. Otherwise, it's going to sizzle all over you. And then you take the potatoes and you put them down one flat side down in the bottom of this pan. Okay. And you're going to crisp up brown the bottom side of that potato. 
Okay, and then what happens is you're going to flip the potatoes. How over. many minutes about? About uh, you'll see, you'll okay. see. They'll get they're going to brown up on you, yeah. and not like a golden brown, but get them nice and brown. Okay, okay, uh, and then you're going to flip them, and when you flip them, you're going to throw a ton more butter into that pan, mm. like a ton of butter into that pan. Throw in some rosemary and some thyme, and then you're going to fill it up to about halfway to almost like two thirds of the potato height with chicken stock. Oh, and then wow. You're, and then you're going to take that and you're going to put that in the oven and you're going to let it cook for like, I don't even know, sometimes 40 minutes. Wow. And then oh, what wow. happens is, is you have these potatoes that are cooked in a broth, basically, but you've crisped the top and the bottom of them. So when you take them out, they still sit like this. Right. Oh, they, they still sit nice and tall on the plate. The outside becomes completely crispy. OK. And the inside, when you put your fork into it, is like mash. Oh, that sounds delicious. And it's just butter. The flavor is just like, well, yeah, you rosemary, got chicken thyme, chicken stock and butter. Oh. And you just cut into these potatoes and they are glorious. They're my favorite kind of potatoes. If you're making roast beef or even like chicken, fondant potatoes on the side are my absolute favorite. And they take gravy like a champ because yeah. they don't they don't crumble. You can just gravy right over the top of them. And like, oh, my God, they're so good. Dan Maury, what's the best way to prepare potatoes? I like the little tiny mini potatoes. Like the little round ones? The little tiny round ones. Like in the can or? You get a bag of them. Okay, yeah. Okay, you cut them all in half or whatever. You mm -hmm. put them in a plastic container with, okay, now you're going to want to put some butter on top of this, okay? okay in a plastic container. In a plastic container with a little okay. butter on top, a little bit of water. You put it in the microwave for two minutes. You're microwaving food in plastic? Like the microwave, like a plastic, like a Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, you said that already. Yeah, okay. I get that. And I'm still puzzled. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. Sure. So you put it in the microwave. Yeah. Two minutes. Right. Okay. You open the microwave up. You turn the dish a little bit. <laughs> you put it back in for another 30 seconds. Yeah. See if the butter needs to be moved. Okay. And moved? <laughs> okay. But after all that time, shouldn't the butter have, like, melted? Sometimes yeah. it's still on top. You need to move the butter, move the container, put it in for another 30 so seconds. So you're talking about if you have a microwave that doesn't have, like, the, the spinny wheel on the right. inside. Right. Yeah, okay. who's fancy? Okay. <laughs> and then once your 30 seconds are done, so it's two and a half minutes total, yeah. uh, comes out steaming, glorious, quick potato. In plastic. Yeah, I call that the quick potato. Wow, that sounds horrific to me. <laughs> That's how you grow, like, a like you get a glow if you eat that much microwave <laughs> plastic. Uh, Aaron asks, uh, would Mocha or Dammit Mori get another dog no. in the future <laughs> in addition to take it handy? No. no. Are you out of your mind? Uh, you guys wouldn't get another one. No, Matthew absolutely loves our dog Andy, but he says, he goes, you know, I feel so much older now. I've lost so much sleep. Oh, like, it's wow. so unbelievable how you come into our place. You would think we have a toddler. There's toys everywhere. Um, we put carpet down just so that his nails don't bother the neighbors. Yep. I mean, I love the guy, but holy gee. Matthew or the dog? Last night, all of his teeth fell out. All, all of all, them? All of them? That's a problem, bro. You're talking about the dog, right? Okay. <laughs> Not Matthew, good question. Yeah, we need clarification. Because I want to be on that Zoom call today. He has. <laughs> uh, would you get another dog, Mocha? We, it's funny that you, you bring this up because we have been talking as early as even last night. Really? But we have been talking for the past little while. We yeah. want to get another one. They yeah. want ours. And uh, 
No. No, too no, late. Uh, yeah. He's spoiled already. Yeah, he's ruined. He's, he's got no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he won't no, bite you. but we have been talking about it. We are going to get another one soon. Oh, you are, huh? Yeah. Do you know what, do, do you know what kind? Uh, no, not no? yet. But we know okay. we want to add another dog to the family. Cool. Um, let's I see saw a here. woman walking down my street the other day with like the smallest little chihuahua. This thing must have been about two pounds. Uh-huh. And it was just so funny to watch. It's so funny. Like the kind of like Paris Hilton would have. Yeah, like it was 18 degrees and the thing was still shivering in a sweater. Right? Like, <laughs> like the one from Legally like one Blonde. Yeah, exactly like the one from Legally Blonde. Yeah. Uh, Syl asks, uh, not sure, and this is, she's calling me out on this, but I'm sure you guys uh, will have an answer too because I think you've each had similar experience. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, not sure if Mocha worked overnight when he was in an early in his early radio days, but if he did, how did he handle it? Did you guys ever do yep. overnight stuff? Yeah. Not in radio, but I have I worked overnights in a vinyl siding factory. Oh, wow. Damn. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's still overnight. And you I, did overnight as well, right, A Mark? lot of overnight at many different stations. Yeah, I did. My day was just flipped where I went to bed when I got home from work at like 6 a.m., and I slept until about 4 or 5 p.m. Yeah. And got up and had my at that time breakfast, and then prepared for the day before coming in to the radio station. Right. And I found that that worked for me better than taking like getting home and like taking a nap and then waking up and doing other stuff and then trying to sleep again and then waking up and coming straight to work. Mm-hmm. I needed like a full long stretch of sleep, so I just flipped my entire day. Hmm. That's how I survived. I'll say that I don't think the body is meant to work overnights. I always found, like, in the years of doing overnights, that always around, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you got cold and tired and hungry. Yeah. You felt like you, had a, you felt like you were sick all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the yeah. weekends really messed me up, too. Because it's then, not a real weekend. Because, no. like, when I got home, I would, like, sleep for a lot less on a Friday, a lot less than I would Monday to Thursday, just mm-hmm. so I could try to have some sort of a Friday night and enjoy the weekend, and then Sunday was like, forget about it. Yeah. I would always try and trick my brain and think to myself, okay, well, in London, it's daytime, so I'll just pretend I'm in London. Sure, yeah, no, you have to do all this. When I was working, when I when I did nights, I had what was the worst schedule of work that I've ever had when I was working at the, the vinyl siding factory when I was younger, which was, it was, everything was a 12-hour day. So you would do three days going in and working 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., Okay. You would do 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. for three days. Then you would have three days off. Then you would do three days of 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Oh, wow. Mm. And then you would have three days off, and then you would go back to three days of 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and then you'd have three days off and go back three days to 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So you you never were doing anything long enough to get used to any routine. Yeah. And then you were always flipping back between working 12-hour days to working 12-hour nights and trying to live a life, and you really only had one day to flip because those other two days, the first day of your three days off, you just slept all day. Yeah. And the second day, you tried to live a life. And then the third day, you had to try and sleep all day because you had to go at work at 8 p.m. that night and work for 12 hours. Yeah. So you're forcing yourself to sleep. I know that shift work. Man, I don't know how yeah. shift workers... I know you have to do it. Yeah. And uh, I props to anyone in shift work industry because yeah. it really does mess with you. I was sick the whole time I worked. I did that job. Sick the whole right? time. Yeah, I had a cold or I had symptoms the whole time I did that job. I was going to ask you what vinyl siding was made out of. What do you think it is made out of? <laughs> <laughs> Megan asks, Roz, Mocha, and Dan Mori, do each of you have a song with your partner? If so... 
What is it? And when was the last time you listened to it together? You guys have a song, Ross? Do we have a song? I'm trying to think if we have a song. Like, what do we, what do we like together? I would say Ring of Fire is uh, a song that we both really love together and have always loved together. That that track's really great. What, what's another one that we both love? I know I'm missing something, and she's gonna she's gonna kill me. We do this all the time in the house. I will always tell Roxy and Catherine, hey, if we're ever on one of those shows where we're going to win a million dollars because of how well we know each other, yeah. you need to know this about me, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys are prepared. Yeah. So, like, Roxy, I had to bring Roxy the other day. I had to educate her on what my favorite kitchen tool was. <laughs> and what is it? Um, and it's funny. I was, like, hey, Rox, I was like, hey, Roxy, do you know what my favorite kitchen tool is? And then she's like, why? And I'm like, in case we're ever on a show where you can win a million dollars by seeing how much you know about me. She's like, yeah, it's the flat had a wooden spoon and i was like yes it is <laughs> congratulations a million dollars <laughs> congratulations. See, that's how it works. yeah exactly so we do this stuff together all the time yeah right so to just siren like get to it's almost like a little get to know each other game but it, it's just those little things um but I, as far as a song goes i don't know if we have one particular song but i would say that ring of fire is a song that we both really really truly love yeah maury it, you would think it's mariah i mean we both love mariah but we love to share a song, like we love something by Billy Joel. We love, um, you know, Aretha Franklin stuff together. Yeah. And we love, there's an artist named Todrick Hall, and he has a song, I Like Boys. So yeah. we often dance around to I Like Boys. Wow. <laughs> I like boys. <laughs> How else does it go? <laughs> no, no, it's dirty. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you guys, do you, do you and Jenna have a song, Mocha? Uh, What's we your don't, song? No, we don't have, like, a song, but we have... There are songs that remind us of uh, of our wedding day right. and wedding night. Like anytime we hear it, we're like, oh, man, because it was such a great day and it was just like a massive party for us. Mm -hmm. So like we found love by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. That's mm -hmm. one of them mm -hmm. because that's a song after we got married and we went to uh, the restaurant where we had the uh, the reception. That's a song that we walked into the restaurant that was playing. Right. Also, another one from the wedding night, believe it or not, is Sean Desmond Electric. Yeah. Because Sean Desmond was there and he performed that song uh, in front of everyone. So that song. That was such a great moment. He was always reminds. Totally singing it to Matthew and I, by the way. Uh huh. And um, and then a card because Cardi also performed and his uh, you know his song was like Let me hear you say yeah. yeah yeah I love that track. So that song, I think that's it. But we to, don't have like a song song where we hear it and we're like, yeah, that's our song. Matthew would get mad because I just realized we do have a song together. Oh, here we go. The oh. Law and Order theme song. Oh. Oh. Because we sing that and we dance, we have a dance to it. We, we interpretive dance to the Law and Order theme song and it's on all the time in our house. Oh, really? That's our song. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Roxy, I'm trying to figure out what her favorite songs are. She likes a lot of kids' songs. That's, but as far as but like. She likes Katy Perry. She does like Katy Perry a lot. Um, she really, like, if we're doing Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> um, the song that always comes on that is always fun to dance to is Timber by Kesha and Pipple. Oh, nice. Right? That's always a great song. And also uh, Starships by Nicki Minaj. That those, as far as like pop songs go that we'll Dance Dance Revolution to. Yeah, what? You just said when we play Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. So are you doing the dancing too? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. Interesting. Hell yeah. Interesting. But we don't actually play, right? So, huh? yeah, because the points don't matter. So what we do is if you go on YouTube and just yeah. type in Dance Dance Revolution, 
you can just watch the actual videos of the characters on the screen dancing yeah. and you just dance with it. You don't get any points. Nobody can see you. You're just watching the YouTube video. So are you doing the moves though? Yeah, we do try and do the choreography. Because <gasps> oftentimes there's three people on the screen, yeah. right? And so Catherine will be like, she's like, I'm the bear. And I'm like, Roxy's like, I'm the cowboy. And I'm like, I'll be the whatever, the sunflower, right? And <laughs> yeah. then and then we just you all just have to match their moves. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That, oh, that happens a lot in our house. Wow. Like a lot in our house. That's on, yeah. I would yeah. be very interested to see you as a sunflower yeah, I'm sure doing you a dance. Would. I'm sure you would. Choreographed yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. I get, <laughs> next, I get next YouTube I, video on the Rise Weston YouTube channel. My problem channel. is I always get hurt. Right? What do you mean? I don't, because one, either Catherine or Roxy will wind up inadvertently hurting me. Right? Like, what, just like bumping into you? Yeah, or just slapping me in the face while they're doing like some big turn or some big move or whatever. Catherine kicked me in the nuts the other day. We were playing laser tag, <laughs> right? Yeah. We were playing laser tag. It sounds tag. like you guys live in Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I know, we do. So we, we kept Roxy up late the other night because it gets dark so late now. Yeah. So we turned off all the lights and we grabbed the laser tag guns and we started playing laser tag. And at the end of it, Catherine and Roxy gang up on me. So they switched their guns to being a team against me. So it's the two, it's me against the two of them. And the house is pitch black and we're running around and finding hiding spots and upstairs, downstairs, shooting each other with the laser tag guns. Yeah. And then I was just about to go into the living room and smoke Roxy because she only had one life left on her gun. Yeah. And then I turn around and Catherine goes, hey, Rox, it's real easy. If you wanted to get away, all you got to do is just kick him in the nuts. Oh. And, and Catherine meant to, like, jokingly kick me somewhere close to the nuts yeah. but because it's chaos and there's laser tag and it's war and it's dark she fully sacked me in the middle of the living room oh right my God. yeah you went down yeah and then guess what happened what? Zing, 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 oh. zing 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 <laughs> they start shooting me right well you're pissed off yeah they start shooting me as i'm lying on the couch like face down with one hand around my throat to make sure that my nuts aren't there and my other hand on my groin to make sure that they are still there oh no yeah, yeah. Well, I then lose the game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, I don't know what we were talking about, but oh, I got song. kicked in You're the nuts. Song today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Kiss Nine Two Five is where you'll find us on Instagram every week. Ask your question. We will try our best to answer. Oh, Roz, don't forget we have a song together too. Which is what? Morning? Oh, the Righteous Brothers. Unchained Melody. No, we don't. It was That's once on song. in the car. Super weird, man. <laughs> you weren't there. You were there in spirit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.